Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. church is not to listen to music or to even hear the sermon. The main thing is not to fellowship. The main thing is not uh, it's, it's there. All of these are important. Uh, the main thing is not to uh, get, you know, to a point where God is blessing you and he gives you things. Uh, the main thing is to get closer to God. And uh, a lot of people go to church and they and they and they sort of look at church as a place to learn, you know, know about God, to find out more about God. Uh, some people even go to church to somewhat get closer to God. But abiding in Christ is not a Sunday morning ritual. Um. 
if I um, go outside of my city, then you can say I'm away from home. If I am in my city, then that, that means I'm close to home. Uh, I live in Airway Heights, Washington, so I abide there. Um, I have my habitation, like um, if you see a wild animal outside or you see a wolf or or you see a squirrel or you see even a, even a lion. We had a cub or a lion get out, and my my son's school had to, they, you know, they had to come in from recess because of, they had a wild animal alert. And we have some fires over there, so a lot of times the fires will um, force animals out of their habitation. Well, I reside also in Airway Heights, Washington. My abode is Airway Heights, uh, Airway Heights, Washington. I abide in Airway Heights, Washington. Um, I don't have money to go uh, on vacation like some of the rich people, so uh, I continue to abide in this location. Uh, where we have to look at this, I know I'm, 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 it's late, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm sort of dragging because I was I'm thinking I was thinking should I just go ahead and hang up and call back and use my microphone, but. I'm so I'm so addicted to my microphones, but uh, we'll make it through. Uh, now, people who have um, addictions, like you know, I, I myself, I once had addictions that God freed me from. Um, let's look at a piece of scripture right now, uh, and the scripture is John eight three. Excuse me, John, the Gospel of John 8.36. So if you have your Bibles, please join me in reading if you if you like. Uh, it says real quick, it says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Free from the bondages, of course, of sin. Um, let me read something to y'all. Okay. Now, now, what does it mean to abide in Christ? Um, to abide is to live, continue, or remain. Like I was telling you about Airway Heights. To abide is Christ. I mean, to, to abide in Christ is to live in Him or remain in Him. When a person is saved, he or she is described as being in Christ. Romans eight one, Second uh, Corinthians five eleven. Um, it says, and they are held secure in a permanent relationship, John 10, 28 and 29. It says, therefore, abiding in Christ is not a special level of Christian experience, available only to a few. Rather, it is a position of all true Christians. The difference between those abiding in Christ and those not abiding in Christ is the difference between the saved and the unsaved. And I had a book. Um, actually, my, at my church we did a, a series on it. It was entitled "A Fan, Not a Fan." And uh, in this book, uh, the writer—believe uh, me, I forgot his name—but 
But, but anyway, I get, I, I'll look it up in a second online. But the writer um, um, compared the Christian life of the uh, of the saved and the the world life of the unsaved uh, as a as a fan as a follower, which is to say, and a fan, which is the unsaved. Okay, so I'm looking up that book right now. I'm trying to see who's the author of the book. Anyway, um, says uh, Carl Eidelman. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's his name. I got the book upstairs and I can't even remember <laughs> the name of the person. But um, uh, it says, uh, if I Christ is, is taught in one First uh, John 2, 5, and 8, where it is synonymous with knowing Christ, verse 2 and 3. Later in the same chapter, John equates remaining in the Father and the Son with having the uh, promise of eternal life, verse 24 and 25. The phrase abiding in Christ pictures an intimate, closely shaped relationship and not just a superficial acquaintance. <laughs> in John 15, 4, 7, John tells his disciples that uh, Jesus, well, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it's late, man. It's late, y'all. Uh, <laughs> in John 15, 4 and 7, Jesus tells his disciples that having salvation is essential, using the picture of branches um, united to a vine. And I want to stop, and I wanted to actually read that that scripture because it's, it's imperative uh, that we look at the vines and and uh, and we look at the branches of a tree and if you cut the vine off or the branches off the, the tree or the main vine then you know it's going to die and uh, sometimes the unique part of Christianity is sometimes you don't know you're dead until it's too late Unless someone, something, somehow, the knowledge of God gets to you. Now it says in First uh, uh, Corinthians ten twelve says if a brother thinks he's fair, let him check himself just in case he falls. We are to be in constant check, check, double check. That's what uh, one of the sergeants in the army used to tell me. We need to be in constant checking of our health, of our Christian health. Um, we need to. Uh, take care. It says the Bible. It says in um, Second, it says Hebrews chapter two that would, if we neglect so great a salvation, we should not neglect that salvation. We should we should take care of it. We should babysit it. We should we should live in it. Uh, now, um, I wanted to go ahead and read this right quick. <coughs> um, John 15. Okay, I hope this one not one of the Bibles my kids tore something in out of the box. Yeah, it is. My bad. That's one of the Bibles my babies tore out the Bibles. And it was, God was speaking to me. They handed, they find it, find those pieces of the Bible that they tear out. And God is talking to me every time. And sometimes I get on the radio program and not even know it's missing. It says in uh, John. Fifteen one. 
Jesus is speaker. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he is purged, he, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. It says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That is key. So, it says uh, in verse 6, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as the branch and is withered. Now think about this. Think about the addictions that we, as, as, as people. When Peter was said to the Lord, bid me to come out. He bid me to come out and walk on the water. He says, come on. So he kind of starts walking and he takes his eyes off the Lord. We have to have a constant abiding in Christ. It must be daily. He says, pick up your cross and follow me daily. When you pick up your cross, you're taking on responsibilities that the Lord said. Now, he said in John that if you obey my commandments, truly you're my disciples. We are to obey Jesus. We are to obey but the, the the thing is that he's both Lord and Savior. When you abide in Christ, and I hate to use, some people just don't, these, these simple, very simple illustrations kind of blow over people's heads. But my 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 kids, they, they like sports. You know, they play sports. And they have to show up for practice. And they have to practice. So they're abiding in the team. My daughter abides on her track team. My son abides on his soccer team. So they abide. They're on. They belong to the soccer team. Now, the soccer team ain't the owner of the kid. That's not what I'm saying. When we abide in Christ, we belong to Christ. My son, um, my oldest son, had a job, and uh, I guess he decided to quit it without letting us know, and he was kind of pulling pulling the wool over our face, at least he thought he was. Of course, me being the person that I am, I was like, man, he ain't going to work, but I'll just play the role until we, you know, whatever. So he's not abiding. He, he's lying. He, he's tricking. He's he's not abiding in at work. When he says he's at work, he's not at work. The heart must be completely at work. The heart must be in it. If you, if, if a girl, if one of the girls say, "Oh, I got this," you know, in high school, I got this nice, you know, say to your daughter, "I got this nice guy for you to meet. He's really cute. He's blah 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 blah." And then when she meets the guy, he's not all that cute, and she really is not really into it. Well, we got a lot of Christians that aren't into Jesus, uh, even though they proclaim to be Christians which they really are, are, are tares rather than wheat. And people will probably say, well, you're not so nice when you're, you're not so loving when you talk about things like this. Um, uh, I think there's too much loving in this, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't mean it that way. We, you know, we we need to um, approach everybody in love, and that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm telling you the truth that we have to abide in Christ, and and if we don't abide in Christ, then we're gonna have these addictions. We're gonna have alcohol problems. We're gonna have drug problems. We're gonna have uh, fornication or, or, or porn problems, or or we're gonna sit in front of a computer and. Now, some of the better Christians, now let me explain something to y'all. Some, some of the better Christians who have ministries and doing really fine, uh, they are abiding in Christ. Let's say they are abiding in Christ. Let's say they're doing it. But they, for some strange reason, uh, they keep giving in to something or they keep compromising. And that's the complete word of it. It's compromise. Um, I think Jesus gives the consequences of compromise when he says, "If your right eye offends you, pluck it out. If your left eye, uh, if your if your left hand offends, if your if your hand offends, you cut it off." Now, the Bible says to flee useful lust. So if you if you if if you figure that someone's chasing you and they they're trying to kill you and it's just it's just you. And you're running through the city, and these cats finna catch you. You gotta do everything it takes to get out of sight, because because your your physical life depends on it. So the songs that we sing in church, "Come to Jesus," oh, I don't even know if I'm singing it right, but all these songs, man, they mean something. They're not just playing around. My blessed Savior, oh, <laughs> I can't even, I'm so tired I can't even sing. But you come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. All these songs that they sing in church and not singing in the void, in, in, in vain. Come to Jesus and live. <laughs> that's, your, that, that's your purpose. The Bible says in uh, uh, Colossians, it says to set your affections. That, that's just not like, oh, you mean to tell me I have to just like you? Oh, I get excited. Oh, I love this. Let me some flowers so I can dash them up in the air, and then I'll go. And when I'm done with the flowers, I'll go and continue on life as normal. Um, but I set my affections on, you know, in heaven sometimes. No, it means set your affection. It means all the time. It means every second of the time of the day of the day of the time that you abide in Christ, you're speaking to Christ daily. You have the urgency to pray for other people. You you're you're abiding in Christ. He's Jesus is taking you by the hand. You know, we get so numb and we get so used to the daily rituals of daily lives and the noise. We get so much noise. I can't. I can't focus. Cut off the noise. Now, people who, who, uh, who, who have lost um, child, and I and I sorrow for that. I mean, I sorrow. I just man, y'all. I mean, for real. I mean, I really sorrow for people who have a sick child. My child said to me. He told my wife. He says. Um, I hate being sick, and he was just sick one time, and I just I, I just had compassion for him, 
and all the kids that and my wife is a nurse's assistant so she's at at work and she's telling me about all these sick kids and my heart uh just happens uh to really get sad um <laughs> and i mean I can't explain it myself i mean it's just it's just heartbreaking to even think about someone losing a child or a child is sick. That's why I want the rapture to happen. And I and I and I just I wow, I can't even talk about it. But um abiding in Christ is taught in first John two, five and six. And uh, I wanna I wanna go to that um chapter right quick. <clears throat> but to 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 say that Abiding in Christ will make you stop uh, fornication, make you stop adultery, make you stop all these things. Ain't nothing going to make you stop. <clears throat> but you have to pick up your word and read your word and and ask God to show you um, what he wants you to be doing. And the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. <clears throat> he wants you to live a holy life. Um, but, um, uh, it says, uh, two, five, so it says, but whoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that says he abideth in Christ ought himself also to, to walk as he is even as he did. Now I've kind of butchered that last part, so I'm gonna read to verse six. So I'm in first John two uh, verse six. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. So it is even as Jesus walked, that is our uh, prime reason for living. Is to walk as he walks. Um, remember, Jesus referred to the Father as giving him uh, direction and giving him power to do it. He says, "I, you know, I, I do it because my Father does it." That's he told Philip to me. He told the disciples, "When, when you see me, you've seen the Father." Uh, the Father radiates his power through the Spirit, through Christ, who walks upon us, and. Uh, we are to mimic him. We got the power of the Holy Spirit in us. But um, we have to be honest with ourselves and our integrity when we must live for Christ. Um, we must not hide our sin. Uh, our sin should be ever before us, and we should be honest, and we should come boldly before the throne of God. Um, in God's Word, it talks about he who hides his sin. Um, we must not hide our sin from God. Um, <clears throat> sorry for the pause. I was looking up something online. Uh, so, uh, Proverbs Proverbs uh Proverbs twenty eight thirteen. 
And I love looking for the King James Version. It says, He that covers his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confess and forsake them shall have mercy. We must see sin for what it is. And we must see the cross for, for taking sin away. Um, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. But Jesus also came to set the captives free. And see, when we abide in Christ, he releases, he's releasing us. We must continue to abide. We can't just jump in and jump out and jump in and jump out of that abiding. It says in Jude, the book of Jude, to stay in the love of Christ. Stay in the love of God. Stay in the stay. We sometimes we might think we are there, but when we start to in this book of James, it talks about uh, we're led away of our own devices. You must get away from the devices. You must ask God. You must invoke in God. Don't 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 say okay. Well, these sins have separated me from my God, so therefore I'm gonna get further away, or I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until I can solve this problem. No, you have to abide in Christ. And if the problem doesn't go away, get closer. If the problem doesn't go away, get closer. We can't give people uh, spiritual advice to, oh. Well, here's some scriptures. Go study them. We have to draw the parallel picture in the gospel that the closer you get to Christ, the stronger you are. The further you get from Christ. The whole Bible teaches this. The, the, the Bible teaches that we have to be closer to Christ. And we won't have to worry about uh, the devil kicking our tail. And um, let me read that right quick, too, because it's very important that we see that the Bible even teaches this. I'm not going to teach, I'm not going to say anything outside what the Bible's saying, unless I'm just pure ignorant at that time. And sometimes we get that way out of the scriptures. But um, I don't want to keep passing the scriptures by because I'm doing like one of those speed thumb things and. And sometimes you'll see the book you see the book that you want, but then you still pass it. Okay, here we go. It says in first it says in James four, it says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Now let's compare this where it says okay, we're in James four, verse seven. Now, I'm gonna use the word abode in this. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to place it. It says submit. I say abode. Now, when this is a bowl, you're not just standing there in the city. Oh, I live here. No, you're actually saying you're meeting the people. Now, what I mean by meeting the people, you're actually communing with the Lord. He says in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and lock. If any man open up the door, I'll come in and sup with him and I with him. That's a, that's a picture of a relationship in Revelation 3.20. So when you're abiding in Christ, you're not just standing around. You, you're, you're seeking his face. You're getting to know him. And if, if this hurts anybody's feelings out there and discourages you, then you got major issues. If you're discouraged because I'm telling you, well, I thought I was already close to God, you need to 
understand that the Bible does not teach us that we can live in sin and, and still go to heaven. Some people out there are trying to tell you that, uh, well, if you're a believer in Christ, uh, well, if you're a believer in Christ, the devil even believes and he trembles. Well, the demons even believe and they tremble. Uh, what type of believer is the belief? Now, I can believe I can outrun Jesse Owens, but if I'm if I'm not if I'm not if I don't have the talent, now I know and I believe that, uh, you know, I can, you know, read the whole Bible and, and interpret it. But uh, do I believe? What what is what is true belief? You know what is what is true belief? Does 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 true belief mean that I believe, you know, that Jesus existed, but uh, I I'm not I'm my own person. Uh, I'm I'm free to do as I please. I'm free from the Bible. The, you know, I consider the Bible shekels, but I declare myself a believer or a Christian. True belief is, uh, the Bible says that um, faith without works is dead. Sometimes the true belief will produce faith, I mean, will produce faith that works. So, um, it says, uh, submit yourself therefore to God I mean a bold in God submit yourself to God seek his face whatever you want to say which is good resist the devil now this is when you flee this is when you get kind of paranoid yeah you should get paranoid now I'm just joking um, God is not giving us the spirit of fear but having the faith in God having confidence in God that he can take Whatever you're, whatever, in, in, inside of this emboldening, inside of this relationship, inside of this, um, the, the, the wings that God covers you with, and I'm going to go over that in a minute, but it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So if you're abiding in Christ and, and, and you're reading the word and you're finding out what the word says about the devil's devices, because remember the Bible says we're not ignorant. So if you're abiding in Christ and you're seeking Christ and He's and He's and you practice and you know about His presence and He's always there with you and you and you have a sense that this is true and you have a sense that hey I have to you know get closer to the Lord. Uh, every time you go to church, it should be like you should be getting closer to the Lord. I mean. You should you, you should listen to the message. Don't go and offer the sacrifices of fools. Go and and listen to get closer to the Lord. You know, and, and go online and listen to pastors and preachers who are true pastors and preachers of the gospel. Not some fake person going to tell you that you know I can do what I want to do and still be okay. The grace of God will cover it. Want to read Romans six? But that's not what I'm going to read right now, but you need to really contemplate Romans 6. Romans 6 says, should I sin that grace may abound? 
In other words, these people going around here telling us that grace is so, that God's grace is sufficient, not, not for sin. Paul wasn't talking about my grace is sufficient for, for, for sin. And he wasn't saying that. He was saying my grace is sufficient for whatever ailments outside of your boundaries, which you, you can't what you can't uh, solve. You worry about those things that you can solve, not what God can, you know, God can solve. If you, you stop worrying about things that God is going to do, then you're going to be getting a headache. You'll be very stressed. You need to put your faith in what God can do. God is the one that parted the Red Sea. If he can part the Red Sea, he can help you with porn. Help you with masturbation. People say, well, masturbation is stimulation of sex by yourself. It's a form of fornication. And if you're married, it's a form of adultery. You say, well, how do I stop? Because I still got the memories. I still got the memories. Well, you need to ask God, you know, seek God's face and ask God to remove these memories. Seek God's face. If, if the things around you, if t- too much television is causing this, if you're on HBO, quit being so liberal. Get in the Word of God and find out what God wants. Quit going to these liberal churches and they're telling you, oh, it's, it's, it's okay to watch thousands of pictures of you know, TV and movies and, and, and read the magazines and hang out with your friends and you know, ladies, you know, watching the soap operas and, and, and doing this and doing that. I mean, for, I mean, if you if you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're gonna get what everybody else is getting. The only problem is they don't they're they're fine with it. They're fine with it because it's not really causing them any problems. If they're comfortable, if they're comfortable with with uh, the worldly things, the Bible says, "Love not the world, or the things in the world." Uh, we can't. We 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 can't do what everybody else is doing. We're gonna get what everybody else is getting. Um, we gotta understand that we're gonna all stand before God and give an account. And if we're gonna stand in front of God to give an account. How should we be living? How should we be living? How should we be living, folks? Should we should we be living? Outside of the eyes of both, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and um, take a break once I can work my way to the uh, switchboard. So I'm gonna take a break and I'll be right back.
October 30, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiated the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Sure. 
But um, you see a big difference because Peyton Manning is still playing football and he won him a Super Bowl. His brother already won too, so you can throw his brother in there. But they were able to abide with their team. They they followed the rules. Now, Christianity, like I said, is not a bunch of rules, but it is about integrity. It is about um, what it says in that I, the scripture I read earlier. Uh, it says, the Bible says, uh, he that covers his sin shall not prosper, but whoever confess and forsake them shall have mercy. Um, and that's what salvation is about, forsaking, repenting. And then to abide in Christ means to obey him. Be holy for I am holy. Um Seek those things that are above, not on things on earth. I mean, these are these these are not suggestions. The Ten Commandments. Now, as far as the way Jesus qualified adultery, qualified hatred, qualified murder, um, Jesus was saying even a thought was the sin. So let me give y'all some. Let me let me give some things that we need to do. And the number one thing is we need to have faith in Jesus. I know that's something that oh yeah, but duh, tell me something I don't know. Um, we need to get closer to Christ. We need to spend more time with the Lord, and we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be. You need to say, man. Uh, and let me dig into this word and ask God to give you a proper interpretation. Don't go and listen to these men who tell you you can sin and do what you want to do and still be saved. You can't live in sin. You can't live. He who practices sin is of the devil, the Bible says in First John. He who practices righteousness is of God. If you're abiding in Christ, Jesus is going to clean you up. It says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. But if we say we have no sin, He makes we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. We have to. This is part of the relationship, folks. This is a part of abiding in Christ. And I'm, I'm praying to God that I'm not, I'm not putting too much scripture out there. I'm, I'm praying to God that I'm not sandwiching scripture too close and confusing anybody, but I'm saying that there is a relationship uh, that the examples that I gave you that, that Ryan Leaf needed to have with his coach. There's a relationship that uh, Peyton Manning has with his coach. There's a relationship that Eli Manning has with his coach. And sometimes they, they're not the best relationships depending on both sides. <clears throat> but we know that our God is a loving God, but he loves us enough not to let us stay the way we are. God wants to free you from the bondages that easily beset us. He doesn't let you to wobble a wallow in the sin all the way up until the time he comes or the time you die. He wants to set man free. This is not a suggestion. These are not suggestions. These are not the holy suggestions that, oh, I, I, 
think you might want to put that pornography magazine down. Or I think you would want to stop thinking about another woman on your life. Or just stop emailing people like, you know, trying to get sell merchandise from your work. And, and you know, and stealing merchandise from everywhere. Stop doing all this Christian messing up on their taxes. Oops, I messed up. Oops, I did it again. I messed up on my taxes. What I really didn't. I did it on purpose. Oh no. And I, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying is this our integrity. When you abide in Christ, integrity must be there. Look, look what happened to Judas. Judas was sort of abiding with Christ. He was he was around his cohabitation. Remember he said foxes have holes, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. Well Jesus was walking around and he never left Israel. Some people said he did. He might have left earlier. I don't know. That's not the the, the, the Bible does not say there says the Lord Jesus was in India. Well the Holy Spirit went to India later. <laughs> but um Judas co- cohabitated with Jesus. Look what happened to him. So you can be in the mix. Peter denied Jesus three times. You can still abode with him and still mess up. That's why the integrity has to come into play. You have to have integrity. He says, in my integrity do I serve the Lord. You have to have, you have to be with all God. When he said that to one of the disciples, he says, hey, Andrew, I think it was Andrew, he says, a man without gall, that means a man without trickery. You're not here to just, you know, get by. You believe in God can actually set you free. And that's part of the gospel being left out, folks. The gospel is being butchered to a point where the, the, the sin part of being set free no longer exists. Who the son Set free is free indeed. That is not put in the Bible for no reason. I don't think I'll just put that there, but you guys know where to read it. I don't mind. You don't have to read that part. That's, that's no more about it. It says, it says in John 8, 3, 6, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you should be free indeed. Free of what? Salvation? I don't want to be free of salvation. I want to come to Christ so I can have salvation. So what is he talking about? Who the Son makes free is free indeed. What is he saying? He's come to set the captives free. The ones who are shackled with sin, he wants to break the bondages so you can leave sin and serve him. But you never can come out of that abiding. You never can come out of that... You. you Without him, you can do nothing. You must stay. You you must stay abiding in Christ. That is part of the relationship. You have to be an abider. You have to reside in Christ. You have to be in Christ. You have to habitate in Christ. He has to be your all in all. He has to be, good morning, Lord. Good night, Lord. Hello, Lord. Good afternoon, Lord. How, what should I do? Who should I talk to? Where should I go? How should I, I got another bill. God, take this. You know, my son is crazy. Oh, please, God, bless me. Please, I mean, it, it needs to be a daily 
all the time. Relationship. It's not, oh, okay, I just let's go out to eat everybody Sunday. You know, the kids cussing each other out in the back seat and you on you go to the restaurant and you sit down and what did we just learn in do we just come from church? Oh, I didn't oh yes yeah, right, we did just come from church. You don't want that. Let's get home so we can watch the Lions game. Let's get home. So we can go to, I'm go get some honey. Let's stop with the store and get some popcorn and you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and no such thing as Jesus and then back to Sunday again is like a loophole. And then, you know, God is back again in your life for the eighteen thousandth Sunday in a row. And, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, and I know I'm being sarcastic, but I, I'm trying to say that we have to have that relationship. And I, I'll see, I'll, it, yeah, we have to have that relationship. I know it's late. I know I keep saying it over and over again. But the relationship must be there. And God will show us what we must do. Okay, so let me go on with this reading that I was doing earlier. It says, um, without the vital union with Christ, which your salvation provides, there can be, be no life and no productivity. Elsewhere, the Bible likens this union to that of a head and a body. And that's what I've been saying. Colossians 1.18. <clears throat> there are proofs that one abides in Christ. Uh, i.e. proves that one is only saved and not just pretending. We don't want to be pretenders. Um, God knows when your lips speak of him, but your heart is far from him. He knows when your heart is far and your lips are with him. These proofs include obedience to Christ's commands, John 15, 10, John, uh, 1 John 3, 24. I want to read that, 1 John 3, 24. So please be patient while I find this verse. And I want to read it to y'all because it's very important. First John 3, 4, 6. Whoever abides in him sinneth not. Whoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. So let's, let's do this. When you look at a dartboard, because I like dartboards, <coughs> In my old, you know, days, which I don't want to mention, but I'm just saying I used to play dart boards when we used to go out in the army, and uh, you hit that bullseye. Uh, we got one in the house somewhere too, out here somewhere. I just saw it, but you hit that bullseye, and your purpose is to hit the bullseye. Um, so if I don't want to do that, let's 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 draw back a picture of the city, but this time let's just draw a circle in the middle. And then draw some circles around that circle, like five circles around there. And uh, inside of the main circle, the one in the middle, that's Jesus. That's where you abide in. And when you start to go outside of the circle, you know, the first circle, the second circle, the third circle, when you're in the fifth circle, you way out there. Now, remember, that don't mean you can't be saved because Jesus said, I wish that you were hot or cold. Now, the lukewarm who scares me, the one who's out of the second circle or the third circle, the ones close close enough to God but still don't get it, those are the people who scare the living daylights out of me. And when they, when they die and they die in their sins, they're going to be really shocked. The shock is an understatement. We can't be lukewarm. 
Sometimes we can be lukewarm. I don't think the lukewarm people in Laodicea really were embodying Christ. I think they're more like mechanically saying, okay, give me what you got, and I'll get close enough to you as long as you can give me what you got. So God says, abide me, try it in the fire. Abide me, abide me, go, try it in the fire. Get closer to me. Get closer. Abide inside this inner circle. Come inside. Your protection is here. Uh, it says, uh, it says, I'm going to read the, this part again. It says, these proofs include obedience to Christ's commands, John 15, 10, 1 John 3, 24, which I just read. Follow Jesus' example, John, uh, 1 John 2, 6, living free from habitual sin. First uh, John three six what I just read and awareness of the divine presence and that's what I just read without one's life uh, it's divine awareness of divine presence so the abiding in Christ needs to be saying that Jesus is here with me and I walk with him daily and I don't forget him two days a week and five I mean that's too much. You should always remember Jesus every day. That should be your course of life. Is to that, that's mine. That's my course of life. That Christ is all around me every day, every second of the day. He's He's telling me what I should be doing. And sometimes I, you know, I might snap somewhere at, the, at my wife, you know, and I'm growing in that to a point where, you know, I'll be telling my wife, man, it's not, it's useless. Most of the stuff, <laughs> and it's most a lot of times with women. Ladies, they, they just worry about anything. And sometimes I get a little uptight and I'm not patient. And my wife had said something a while back, a couple of months ago. She said, why you can't be patient with me? And I said, yeah, you know what? You're right. I came back to her later on, you know, and said, yeah, you're right. And um, since then, it's gotten better. But a lot of times the devil still creep up and, you know, get her to worry and, and I'll, you know, go back through a ritual again. And it's like, man, are you serious? You don't worry about that, you know. But, uh, you know, lady, we're supposed to be the ones who step into, you know, and be our wife's comfort, you know, besides the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're supposed to be our, you know, wife's problem solver and, you know, this and that. And, you know, I enjoy my wife. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. But um, I'm going to look at the clock, and uh, I'm getting close to just wrapping this show up. But I'll stick with stick by for a few minutes to talk about Bible prophecy. Uh, so sit back and relax a little bit longer, and we'll be right back. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh you are now in the zone 
So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, some of y'all might have heard of Atco because I just remembered that my, um, I'm actually using my uh, camera microphone by accident. Uh, so some of y'all might hear echo and I apologize for that. Um, let's address um, what just happened with Rosh Hashanah. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all that I, you know, I, I believe that Rosh Hashanah uh, plays a part in, in Jesus coming back. Um, but he can do whatever he wants to do especially now, because I would not mind at all <laughs> if he decides that when we get to heaven, he explain everything. I'll be happy. Now, there's a chance we might, it might be next year uh, in Rosh Hashanah again, or there's a chance that it might not be. We got it wrong. We interpreted it wrong. Um, so I, I'm hoping that, that that's the case. Uh, believe it or not, people sometimes people don't want to be wrong, and uh, I don't mind being wrong right about now because it has it's not going to hurt my feelings at all. Uh, Jesus said that He'll come back, and it looks exactly like the time is looking now. Um, and uh, what 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 Jesus said it'll be wars and rumors of wars and and. Uh, uh, he said that after that, he said the nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And um, and getting back to what we're saying is that some people will probably turn uh, slightly to the left away from God because he did not come back on Rosh Hashanah. And we have to be careful with that notion that he has to do exactly what we think he's going to do. Um, now, you know, I'm still stuck on Rosh Hashanah, but I'm starting to think that maybe, just maybe, with the things that are happening in the Middle East, we were wrong. And I like being wrong. I'm not on here. And matter of fact, if you notice, my last couple of shows, even towards Rosh Hashanah, had nothing to do with Rosh Hashanah. I mean, I mentioned it a little bit, but not not that I didn't believe it. I still believe Rosh Hashanah is, is the time that Christ will come back for his church. But unfortunately, that means we have another year, and I would love to be wrong. I would like him to say, well, what it was, was it had to do with Moses going up to the mountain, and, the, you know, the trump of God was blown, and, and, and I would love for him to say all of that stuff. I'd say, oh, okay, good. Let's go float. Let's go fly. Let's go fly away somewhere. Let's go down and check people on earth and pray for them. Let's go go to the go to the throne of, the, of God and, and worship the Lord. And let's let's not die for trillions and zillions and gazillions of years. And let's eat in, in in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let's go, oh, I, I'm not. I don't care about being wrong. Who? I mean, as long as it's not wrong about the gospel of Jesus Christ, let's 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 do something else. Um, I know there's some people that was discouraged uh, on on Rosh Hashanah, and 
The only thing you can keep doing is, um, like J.R. Church, Brother J.R. Church says, keep looking up uh, because your redemption draws nigh. And uh, when we look at the Middle East, uh, even not even in the Middle East, when we look at uh, uh, when we look at hold on for a second, I'm sorry, but when we're looking at um, uh, the Asia Pacific. Uh, what's going on there? What's going on with China? What's going on with Japan? I mean, what, what what's really going on? I mean, I heard I heard a while back that India moved their uh, military closer to the board, and I haven't heard that lately. And I'm probably looking up after the show, but uh, it says uh, here it says Israel launches emergency military drills, and it's called national asset, and. Uh, it is um, in the Gaza Strip, <clears throat> and uh, they mean business right about now. It says um, reservists uh, were called up, uh, and um, we know that the United States military is sitting there. Now, these drills are in correlation to the, all, the big military buildup. Uh, of uh of the um, uh, in the in the in next to the uh Strait of Hormuz. And I'm kind of tongue tied because I wanted to say 20 different things in one sentence. But uh so the that not not only is the Middle East looking like it has uh potential for a breakout any day now you have uh, the gen- uh, Chinese generals telling the Chinese to prepare for war, and it says um, it says Chinese most powerful military leader in an unusual public uh, statement last week ordered military forces to prepare for combat as China risks uh, warships deploy to the waters near disputed areas, and that's 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 I mean wow, so China and Japan. Going to war, and we know the United States is going to get, have to get sucked in somewhere or another. And then there's a international alma mater, a mater of uh, weaponry in the Middle East uh, near the uh, Straits of Hormuz. And these, these, um, I mean, they got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ships. Uh, and and this is a drill. Keep in mind. And. We know that drills normally can go live. Uh, so we have this, and we have a, uh, a uh, drills that are ran in Gaza Strip, and we have uh, Syria um, shooting over at Lebanon. And I, mean, I don't, I don't get the purpose of doing that. I guess there's other terror people that they're fighting against the rebels. This is the over. A model of international navy power massing in the Gulf as Israel prepares for an Israeli strike. We keep hearing that, so now I'm starting to hear Yom Kippur because um, in 1973 there was a Yom Kippur uh, war. Remember that, and it says an armada of uh, U.S. and British naval power is massing in the Persian Gulf in the belief that Israel is considered a preemptive strike. 
uh, which says uh, cruisers, aircraft carriers, and minesweepers from you know, 25 nations are converging on a strategically important Strait to Hormuz in an unprecedented show of force as Israel and Iran move towards the break of war. Now, two things are happening that a lot of us, Bible folk, are seeming to ignore or not just comp- not even thinking about it, is that if Obama was so naive, the two things are happening. Obama does not control Washington, the military, or he does not control, he's not really the commander-in-chief, because this stuff is happening, or they're trying to protect the oil. And I think I think the United States government is, is actually protecting its own interests. And I don't believe this has anything to do with Israel. It says, uh, and see what's going on is, uh, here's a here's a clue that we're going to war uh, anytime is because they know that Israel is going to hit Iran, so they're there to protect their interests. So it's got war written all over it. It's got it's got World War Three written all over it because if Israel was not going to hit Iran, would they be sitting in front of the Strait of Hormuz? And and thirty percent of the world's oil trade, huh? Is it, it, it could that could this cause the derivatives debacle to debacle? Could this could this cause the could the blocking the Strait of Hormuz, uh, which is uh, messing with our petrol, well, I'd say liquid dollar, because I say oil, people are trading things in oil. <laughs> Could this cause the markets to collapse? Because the market would be catastrophic uh, effects on the fragile economies of Britain, Europe, and the United States, and Japan, all of which rely heavily on oil and gas supplies from the Gulf. The Strait of Hormuz is one of the world's most congested international waterways. It is only 21 miles wide at the narrowest point, and it borders by Iran coast to north of Amman to the south. In preparation for a preemptive strike or retaliatory action by Iran, warships from more than 25 countries, including the United States, Britain, France, Saudi Arabia. Now, that's the merchants of Tarshish and its cubs. Huh. Let's think about this. Let, let me read this over to y'all again. Now, think about it. I know it's the West, and I know you just get, get, your, get your mind clear for a second. It says, in preparation for a preemptive strike or retaliatory action by Iran, warships from 25 uh, more countries, including the United States, Britain, France, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE, will today begin a 12-day exercise, and today was the 15th. So, so 12 days from the 15th, what is that? Uh, that's almost the 28th, so it's going to be over. So if that blows over... If that blows over, there's a good chance that we got another year. If it doesn't, then you can look for the rest of the church to happen when we didn't think it was going to happen. But what I want y'all to see is the merchants of Tarshish in its in its cubs, and then um, um, they said the merchants of Tarshish. 
but it's in Sedan and Dedan, which is Saudi Arabia. And I'm thinking that Dedan can be representing what the UAE. Uh, you make that call for yourself. But this is kind of weird how this article places it. It's because there's a protest. Now, they say that even after even after this toilet exercise, they're going to stay put. Because remember, the election is, 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 some, is the, sometime in early November, a couple of days, first days of early November. So they're going to push, they're going to stay put. Now, if Russia decides to invade Israel, then these same nations that I just mentioned, or that's in this article, are going to say, what are you doing? Are you come to take a spoil? So Israel is going to be invaded by Russia to beat them to the punch. Because Iran is with Russia. Now, Russia, now Israel can do a, a nuclear strike, but there's something else they can do also. They can do an EPMT or EMP attack where an electronic pulse attack is when they set off this neutron bomb thousands of miles in the air causing their electricity to break down. Or all the electronic components don't work. No cars, no electric cars, no, no nothing, no lights, no nothing. Knock them into the prehistoric time. Now, could this be that Ezekiel was not only saying these weapons because of his time way back 2,500 years ago? Uh, could he just be explaining that the, he, he said that the man was on horseback? Now, Russia is the biggest owner of horseback in the world. They raise more horses than anybody in the world. So, could he just be explaining uh, in, in Ezekiel 38-39 the armada of, of modern-day machinery, or could they actually be on horseback because Iran was um, um, hit by a pulse weapon where they didn't have any more electricity or nothing, so the vehicles didn't even work. So now they have to use horses. You make you make the call. I don't know. I'm just a question. It's fun to think about these things, but the best thing to do is think about Jesus, because getting back to what we were saying before, abiding in Christ will make you qualify for the rapture of the church. Some people say, "Well, what do you? What what makes you qualify?" I mean, you say, "Well, if you're under the grace of God, you're qualified, even though you're at a club." I mean, I know people think I'm mad mean when I say this, but if you abide in Christ, you shouldn't be at a club. He says, love not the world or the things that are in the world. The lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh is not of the Father. That stuff is not of the Father's folk. It's not of Jesus. Even the world knows. If they see me at a club when I was in the army, they see me at a club, they think the world was coming to an end, which, which practically it was <laughs> a couple of years later. <laughs> but... but you, the world knows hypocrites. They know their own. They know hypocrites. 
The world knows when you're a hypocrite, and it's not good to be a hypocrite because your light is not shining. Don't feel bad because you you can't stop sinning or or you 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 can't you know stop gossiping. Abide in Christ. Ask Him to to be to, to reveal things to you. That's part of the relationship, folks. The miracle is not that He can heal my eyeballs and heal my 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 you know sick dog. That the miracle is that Jesus can change your heart. That Jesus can free you from the shackles of sin. And Jesus can give you a new heart. He says, your word have I hid in my heart that I should not sin against you. If, you hide, if you're hiding God's word in your heart, you're going to have trouble sinning. You're going to have trouble wanting to sin. Then the more you know Jesus, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you're not going to want to sin. But you got people who just say that, you know, it's, it's easy believism, you know. And then when I say something that's correct or say something like what I'm saying now, then people think I'm mean. If you're having trouble with alcohol, stay away from alcohol. He said, it's not that easy. I know, because I used to drink alcohol. So staying with fleeing alcohol does not work, because I used to go to grocery Let me tell y'all what I used to do. I used to go to the grocery store and hang around the cookie jar, You know if you know what I mean. There's a freezer at Yoke's grocery store, and I would just come around the grocery store, and I would be sitting there fighting it. She says, Johnny, what are you doing in the kitchen? I got my hand in the cookie jar. You ain't supposed to be in the. You ain't supposed to be in the cookies. I, I'm sorry. Get off. You know, if you get out the kitchen, you won't have to worry about getting in the cookie jar. Um, I'm telling myself this. I'm saying that uh, I got an email coming in. I'm just kind of reading. Um, reading. Um. Anyway, uh, I should have spoke to that person. I sometimes I'm, I'm I'm doing so many things. It's it's it's, it's crazy. But um, to make a long story short, abiding in Christ makes you eligible for the rapture church with honesty and integrity. So you're living to please the Lord and not yourself. You're in a relationship with Christ, and you're abiding in Christ, and, and your integrity is found in Christ, and your integrity is towards what the Word is saying. And I know it's a lot of stuff I'm saying, but you have to live a righteous life. It says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So how do you get easy believism? You say, well, none of us can be holy. Well, I can guarantee you this: the world knows when you're when you when you're when you're doing something strange, and you should know when you're doing something strange. But you're not going to always know because he says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So if the Bible's telling you not to do something and you don't know it's telling you not to do it and you're doing it, then you're out of the will of God. You have to stay in the will of God. You have to abide in Christ. 
and this is the last long show I'm going to do on certain things because I'm going to get, get to the point. And I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but we have to be able to understand that the relationship is the same thing as Jesus walking around with his disciples. It's the same picture. Even though Jesus is not here physically, he's still here in the spirit of God. And it says in Romans chapter 8 that he who does not have the spirit is not his. He who has the spirit belongs to Christ. So when you abide in Christ, you're seeking God's face at nighttime, in the morning time. You have the presence of prayer. You know that God is with you. And you have the conscious that you're conscious that God is with you. You're conscious that God is with you and he cares about you. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break and then we're going to come back on for a few more minutes and we're going to take off for the night. We'll be back. Romans 6.23 says... For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Block Talk Radio. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture an American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday at 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, 
may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible, and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. I went back and uh, just wanted to uh, tell everybody to keep your heads up, keep looking up. Uh, Christ is coming back, uh, and it may be a time where uh, we see things happen. But uh, I had mentioned yesterday in a show that I was talking about the ten virgins, and five five had oil in their lamps and five didn't. And I got a response of saying that they were talking about Israel, which in the show I said they were talking about Israel. But uh, God gave a correlation. And now all scripture is, is is to be used. So if he's talking about Israel, it's also talking about us. We have to use it to apply it to our lives. Um, we can always sit up here and say, well, the scripture is for Israel. Yeah, we should get to know what it, what, what, who it's talking about, who is it speaking to, why is it speaking to, where is it speaking to. But we need to know that all scripture can be used uh, in our daily lives to help us out. So uh, the five versions that are wise and five that are foolish uh, could be used to correlate to the church. Uh, it can also be used to correlate with Laodicea and Church of Philadelphia. These were two end-time churches, and I guess you could say one had oil and it left, and one didn't. Um, you can look at the wheats and the tares. Now, we can easily sit up there and say, well, Jesus was talking to the Jewish people because the disciples and all the people in Jewish. If that was the case, we would throw the whole gospel out because he was talking to Jewish people most of the time. But he's also talking to the Samaritans. And he's also talking to the, um, the uh, uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees and uh and I'm pretty sure there's other cultures. There's probably people from Ethiopia. Uh, there's probably people that he was talking to that, uh, you know, that needed to hear the message. So the Bible is for every culture. It's for all mankind. It's to restore man back to Jesus, to himself. So um, with that being said, we got seven minutes left because we're going to go off and, and a little bit. So um, I just wanted to tell y'all that Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, the world's going to be shocked. Even Christians are going to be, you know, come to a position where they're like, wow. And we're going to be sitting up at the marriage supper of the Lamb talking about how we thought Rosh Hashanah was going to be the time of the rapture. We're going to be telling stories of how, you know, how we were heartbroken that that some of us were heartbroken that Christ didn't return when they when when they thought he was going to return and how gloriously joyful they are now and that's probably an understatement. Um, we're going to be talking about you know all things that we probably have no idea, seeing through a glass dimly, and um, sometime you know in in the near future we are going to be looking 
as uh, the, the beamer seat judgment of Christ and our uh, life will be examined. And some people say sins will not come up, and sins will not come up because you, but uh, I think the whole life can come up with sin in it. They say, well, you were forgiven for the sin. Well, huh. What if the, the things that were not repented quick enough come up? In other words, what if your life that you live, like if you slept with a prostitute and you were sin, I mean, you're a Christian and you repented, I think that's going to come up still because he wants to show you your life and what what it could have been if you wouldn't have fell back at that time. Now, it, it might not come up. Because people say, well, he, as far as the east is from the west, uh, I think it's going to come up. Because I, I believe that the things that, that were that was, that was making it so hard for us to serve God will come up. Um, those things that are done in the body, both good and bad. Now, is he talking about sin? Uh, not necessarily of um, repentant sin, but he's talking about sin that was not repentant quick enough. Or sin that you allowed to live in your life, even though you repented of it, he is God of the universe, so eventually he's going to probably bring up you went to the casino and you relied on casino, or you ate too much and you relied on food, and this is why you couldn't do what you were supposed to have been doing. You're also going to be showing us our whole life. Now, if you don't believe what I'm saying, then just continue doing what you're doing. Um, I, I mean, I, if, I, if I was me, <laughs> which I am, I would make sure that there is a purifying hope. Because if you, had a purify, if you had a purifying hope that Christ was returning, and you got to stand in front of God to give an account about how you lived your life, I... I I can almost bet you if you cheated on your wife and you were still repentant, that stuff is going to come up. I think we should have a fear. Fear. We should, we should, we should have some type of a fear standing in front of God. He says, but here's the deal. Why are people crying? Why did he have to wipe away every tear? Because he's exposing things. Everything that's in the light will come, in the dark will come out to the light. So if you had messed up attitudes, he's going to bring that up, even though it was repentant. He had it's his prerogative. You don't think that's going to come up if you were mean to your, uh, if you were acting shady, if you were mean to your relatives, or you were you you, you know you you I mean you 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 okay okay Lord I, I acknowledge this sin I'm sorry about it now that might not come up, but. How was it? How did how did it help you um, in your daily life if you were stuck in front of a TV screen with porn on it? Could God regenerate you? Yeah, He can. But my 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 thing is right now. I'm trying to tell y'all is that it's going to probably come up. And people probably say, you heretic. 
I think it's going to come up. Because everything that's in the dark will surface up to the front, even with Christians. You can't live your life the way you want to and then say it's because it's not going to come up. Should I send a great sin of bombs? No, you should stop sinning so you won't have to hear about it in front of God. You you want the Lord to say this, well done, my good and safer servant. You didn't practice sin. You loved me enough to quit doing it. But this is Phil Armstrong, and I'm going to take off for the night. Pretty long show as it is. Just talking about abiding in Christ. God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful night. Unbox Talk Radio. God bless you. I have a wonderful night.